Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. I won't say I'm foolhardy, but I have been known to be impulsive. I have an idea that sounds pretty good, or I see something someone else has done and I think, I need that for myself. I may not think the idea through entirely. I also may not notice that another person who hiked the Himalayas did so with companions didn't start out at 12 noon and had more than one bottle of water with them. This is that story. Amazing Grace I used to wonder how it would be if life were easy, what it would be like to feel peaceful, how lovely it would be to relax and know I was being taken care of. For a long time, I looked for men to do that for me. Then I realized I was really on my own. I wanted to understand my life and why things happened the way they did. I wanted something I could count on, something that helped me feel connected to the rest of the world, even when I was alone. And so I went in search of that understanding. I went to Iran, Afghanistan, Kashmir, and I wound up in Kathmandu, Nepal. In Kathmandu, the spirituality I felt was almost tangible. It was everywhere, in the streets, in the little side temples, a feminine spirit that drew you into its bosom. I was hanging out, looking for God and adventure. There I was on the rooftop of the world at the foot of the Himalayas, an amazing place. Anything could happen. Not much did, actually, but I spent my time soaking up as much of this spiritual feeling as I could, because I felt the flush of how right this seemed to be to me. Friends who had just come back from trekking in the Himalayan mountains pushed me to take a trek there myself. They assured me it was a piece of cake. There were shelters, guides showed up, and it wasn't, quote, unquote, that hard. In fact, why don't you go today? And I thought, yeah, why not? So I did. I left Kathmandu and went to Annapurna, a lake town where the trekking starts. But first, I needed a new shirt for my new trek. With shopping and everything, it was almost noon when I took off with my day pack and a bottle of water. The sun was really beating down on my head, and it was hot. Two hours later, I realized I'm out of water. The trail is really steep, and it seems to be getting more and more narrow. An hour later, I am really sweating. My beautiful new cotton turquoise shirt is creating rivers of blue and green running down my arms and legs. I'm hot and tired, and I haven't seen another person since I left. My body isn't feeling all that great either. In the back of my mind, there's a vague sense of unease about this trip. Suddenly, along comes a little old woman, wrinkled and barefoot, with a basket on her back supported by a leather strap around her forehead. In the basket are rice, nails, and a child, about two or so. Now that's a huge load, and she's holding it up with her neck. 
She's heading up the same path, not even breathing hard. She stops and gives me a long look and then goes on her way. About 10 minutes later, she returns with a handful of juicy red berries. Holding them out to me, she starts talking, but I don't understand a word of what she's saying. But she keeps on talking and shaking her hand at me, so I take the berries. As I bring them to my mouth, I do wonder briefly if they're poisonous, but I eat them anyway and thank her, grateful for some moisture in my mouth. About 15 minutes later, there she is again, waiting for me with more berries. She gestures for me to hurry along because the sky is getting dark. And I mean, we are really hoofing it now. Up and up and up until I can't see how we can go any higher. Finally, she points to a plateau above me, indicating I have to haul myself over the edge of this cliff face. I'm thinking to myself, she must be crazy. She starts yelling really loudly, and hands miraculously appear from nowhere, help me up, and I find myself looking at the owner of a shelter. Finally, the place to rest for the night, and I owe it all to a woman twice my age who doesn't speak English that I never see again. I'm telling you, that was truly a miracle. After a beer and four cups of tea, I was just beginning to feel rehydrated when I look up, and what do I see? An Adonis, tall, blonde, lean, laughing, and I know him. It's a Canadian guy I met when I was in Iran. He's just walked 30 miles across the mountains with his friends, and he's feeling fine. He looks fine, too. For the rest of the night, I drink as much tea as I can force into my body. I can't think about anything except getting back down that mountain. Men and women are not allowed to sleep together, so I get to sleep in a special room with sheep and goats. Rats run over my blanket. Wind blows through the cracks in my little hut. Lovely. I decide to walk down the mountain with my Adonis and his group the next morning. Down and down and down we go all day, and my knees are killing me. We get to Annapurna and drop our stuff in the room this Adonis has rented. I collapse on the bed, and before I know what's happened, it's the next morning and he's standing by the bed with a cup of tea. And suddenly, we're talking and talking about Iran, about Nepal, about fishing, about each other. We meet his friends for dinner, but they're not so glad to see I came along. When we get back to his room later that evening, they aren't invited in. Something incredible is happening here. We both feel it. And by the next morning, we're inseparable. We return to Kathmandu. I just can't keep my eyes off this amazing man. I am totally in love. We get a room together on the top floor of a small hotel. It looks out on the rooftops of the city, and it has its own bathroom right in the room. Believe me, this is not usual. What can I tell you? I felt like I was at the Ritz in Paris. We spent days and days in that room, talking, laughing, playing, drinking tea. We skipped meals and sent out for cookies and nuts. We were content, just the two of us. It's the most romantic time I have ever experienced. He had three weeks. That's how much time we had. But those three weeks felt like a lifetime. Before he left... 
We searched the bazaar for the perfect pair of matching rugs. He finally found them in soft pastel colors just like my memories of him. I keep mine right next to my bed. He wrote this poem and left it under my pillow. I've never been with anyone for whom pleasure was such a friend rather than a God who is never placated or an enemy who never tires. And then he was gone, just gone. It felt like there was a big hole in the middle of my body. But I also noticed that when I thought of him, that hole would begin to fill up with memories warming me. And frankly, I mostly felt like the luckiest woman in the world to have had such a passionate, exquisite experience. I've never heard from him, and I've never forgotten him. The next day, I came across this sign on a falling down building in Kathmandu. Life. One thing led to another, and before we knew it, we were dead. That stopped me in my tracks. I don't want to be dead before I know it. I went to Nepal looking for something I didn't have, a spiritual connection. I found a lot more than I imagined was possible. How can I remember that time and not believe I'm being looked after? It changed the way I see the world. My world now includes grace, something I'd never considered would be for me. I was shown such a perfect love that I knew right then there would always be love in my life. And there has been, in ways I could never have imagined. I still don't know what's just around the corner, but I don't have to worry about that. I know something will show up, I'll get excited about it, and another adventure will unfold. And Grace will surely be with me. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well... I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.